Welcome to the CTC Podcast, where Chase Minifield, Dom Joseph, and Bill French discuss life lessons they have learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly guests. And now for today's show. What up, what up? Here we are with another episode of the CTC Podcast, Cut the Check Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Minifield. Dom, join the line. What's good? What's up, world? What's the deal? Maximilian, what's good? What up? I like the intro and the energy today, Dom. Hey, Dom Joe, he's, he's a little... Hey, we just recorded a podcast. We had to scrap it. And before <laughs> we did this one, before we did this one, you know, I had to tell him that uh, I need to know his numbers. So, you know, he's going to be a little distracted to get the numbers right. And then he goes, hey, that's what that is, right? So his participation... His petition base might be a little bit down until you find out what the numbers is, so you can make sure his check his check his cuts check. His check is cut. You feel me? So just so just so y'all boys know, uh he definitely sounded like he was looking at another screen while he was saying, What's up, guys? What's up, guys? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh no, that's we're gonna go ahead and get first things first, man. Shout out to, shout out to UVA, man. Final four, first final four since nineteen eighty four. Turning bad history into good history. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Also, shout out to Nipsey Hussle. You know, much respect to, to Nipsey. Got, got, got gunned down in his own hood. You know, crazy thing about Nipsey is he said he was Tupac of this generation and he's looking like it. So, um, you know, much respect to him because he's always spitting positivity, always speaking inspiration. And, you know, he's always talking about ownership. You can learn a lot from what he was speaking. Before we get into that, what's new in business, Dom Joe? Man, hey, um, what can I say, man? Uh, I finished, I finished two contracts today for Helping Hand. Um, other than that, we got a new project for um, Mark Art that should be a pretty profitable one, man. So we, we moving, man. Everything's good. Staying busy, learning, and uh, you know, just trying to get better every day. Max, what's new over there with you? Man, I'm in the process of just marketing really focusing on marketing this month um trying to make sure i get some good business going into the spring uh working on getting that um security business and and then making sure we got these numbers set out this month i know they'll be looking for the turn numbers so get all that on get all that going what type of marketing you doing so i man i've been listening to gary v and I'm, i'm testing out facebook marketing see how it's doing and even Craigslist, I've heard some good things because those are still cheap. Um, but a lot of people do, do use them to find some stuff like that. So I've been testing these platforms out just because, you know, I can afford to. And if they don't work out, it ain't that much money. So Facebook ads. <clears throat> yeah. That's what's up, man. So let's get into um, the Nipsey Hussle situation. So Nipsey Hussle shot. Nipsey Hussle was a, was a man, a rapper, an activist that stood up for entrepreneurship so that's the one thing i wanted to talk about him on the podcast was the fact that he stood up for ownership uh owns all his masters very big on real estate very big on owning businesses in his community etc so i wanted to get dom joe's perspective because you know he just recently posted it on the story a little bit of heartfelt little message that he was looked like he was he might have been you know what i'm saying sniffing a little bit in the background but dom joe what was your first initial thought process uh when you heard about the nipsey loss I heard about it. Number one, I thought he just got shot. I didn't really think he was going to die. I was like, damn, Nipsey got shot. He'll probably be all right. I didn't even want to think about the fact that he died. So 
until I heard he got shot six times and blah, blah, blah. And then it was all downhill from there. But um, I just immediately just thought about the impact he had on my life and my outlook um, in the last six months when I heard his album. Matter of fact, you put me on the album. You said, hey, Joe, you need to listen to that Nipsey. Yeah, you need to get on that Nipsey. That album, man, is straight motivation for me, man. And you could just, you could tell the man he was through the music that um, he put out. And, um, I mean, you said it. He, he stood up for entrepreneurship. Um, biggest thing, which is like, and it's like a double-edged sword, man. That's why it's so disappointing. Because somebody like me, I, that that's my main goal is reinvest in my community. I'm not saying I was like into the streets like he was, but still like, man, this dude reinvested a hundred percent into his community, man. And and look what look what he has to show for, man. This guy's a father, a community leader. You know what I'm saying? He was more than just an artist. And to uh see him gunned down at such an early age, right when he was getting his message out there, is just sad, disappointing, man. You know, but yeah, I'm going to keep him alive through the music, man. I'm going to keep his music pumping, though. Keep it pumping, man. Keep it pumping. Straight up. So, uh, Max, what you think? I don't know, Max. Max, you know anything about Nipsey, bro? Hey, man, I like Nipsey Hussle's music, but no, nah, I actually did follow him a lot. Um, like him, Killer Mike, uh, DJ Envy, I actually follow a lot because they do a lot with real estate and trying to um, give back to their communities or just, you know, lower income communities and not only give back, but try to teach them the way so that they're not just being kicked out when those communities are, are you know, being changed or are being improved. They're actually a part of it. So um, I actually did follow him a little bit in that sense, um, because that's some stuff that I think is really cool. And eventually uh, what my goal to be is to to do something like that, where I have just like a training or a class for people who just really can't afford to take those expensive ones Um in those lower income communities and how they can basically do that themselves, um, you know, by using other people's money and then can be a part of the transformation and a part of the, the, you know, multiple dollars that are coming out of it, basically. Big facts. So I was listening to a, a Nipsey interview today and basically he had, he was an independent artist, had a chance to sign with multiple, made multiple different uh, labels, but his kind of leverage they was trying to get on these labels is he wasn't just trying to get a contract. He was trying to get some equity. <laughs> So obviously that was pushed away and pushed back, but you know, that just shows you the kind of mindset he was on as far as like understanding where the true wealth was, where the true money was at, and not just trying to be a pawn for people, not just trying to be a puppet for people, being being the, the puppet master, being in control of his strings, being in control of his artistry, being in control of what he does, having ideas as far as that's not even remember him saying like, yo, I'm not even been I haven't even focused on this music because I honestly I got enough money coming in from my other businesses. I got three, four businesses. Da, 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 this, this, this. When I when I get done with the music, I would get done with the music. But I'm doing it on my own terms. Like it's not to the point where I feel like, you know, I gotta do this. Like this is this is this is how I'm eating off of. This is what I'm eating off of. Like I gotta do this or I'm not gonna eat. He had multiple streams of income, multiple streams of income. Whether it was real estate, whether it was businesses, whether it was music, whether it was. Anything like that, like it's it's things that we all strive to do. So, um, much respect, much respect to him, much respect to his platform, much respect to his hustle. And you know, everybody listening to this podcast should learn more about him, should learn more about his journey, should learn more about his his stance on and his view on on life in general. So, 
I wanted to make sure that we we took the time out to to discuss that, man. Um, next week will be a BAW, or this Friday will be a BAW deck at UVA campus, and we will be doing a live podcast coming to you from the La Quinta Suites. We will be giving you the time, and we'll be doing it probably in the lobby somewhere or in the business lounge or something like that. But, you know, we just want to, we're going to have a guest. We're going to have a special guest on. We don't know who it's going to be yet, but it's going to be somebody big from the UVA community that has a lot of, and has a lot of influence as far as that somebody you might want to learn from, pick their brain from. So, you know, we want to continue to push our brand forward as far as promoting education, promoting entrepreneurship, promoting ownership, promoting the same thing that Nipsey was promoting, to be honest with you. So uh, we want to make sure we, we maintain that that type of situation. So this past week, guys, I was up in New York and I was doing this little press tour, man. I did an interview with Cheddar TV. I did an interview with Black Sports Online. Did an interview with Quintessential Gentleman. Did an interview with, um, you know, Black Enterprise, some different types of people like that. And I was putting on for what we've been doing with Helping Hands and how we've tried to use this platform as a platform for, you know, helping, um, helping for our teammates, um, teammates and athletes in general transition out of sports and providing them with a platform that allows them to have the business model in place. So I just wanted to touch on that today, guys, and I wanted to to get your guys' opinion as far as, like, what, how do you think, um, first of all, do you think that Helping Hands is a, is a solid platform for somebody that might be just looking for to get a start and get an idea of how to run a business in general? Actually, Dom Joe, go ahead. Dom Joe, go ahead and explain that story about how you got started. Because, you know, I used Dom Joe's story a little bit while I was running on that press tour, man. They'll probably be looking him up in a couple 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 weeks or something like that. I used Dom Joe's story as far as, because, you know, he was really the first guy that I really thought that, you know, if I'm going to test it to see if this can work for anybody, I'm going to test it on a guy that I know ain't going to drop the rope. So, uh, Dom Joe, tell him about your first experience and how you got, got put on, man. We might have discussed this before, but I don't think we ever really went in depth on it. Oh, so you want me to go? All right, I'll go in depth. I'll go in depth. All right. So, oh, man, I call myself, around that time, I call myself probably like the Z-list celebrity, right? Um, Chase had a little um, event. You had, you had your uh, your give back event at Sky Zone. And uh, he wanted me to come down, flew me out there and all that. And it was good. It was a good, great event, tremendous event. Um, after the event, we went out, we celebrated, and, you know, we, like at dinner and all that stuff, you tell me about helping hands and what exactly you guys do. And we clean student housing, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the, the, the kicker for me was I made 30 racks in three months. Hmm? Oh, all right. And, you know, y'all know Dom Joe, you know, about on a Saturday night, about 9 o'clock, you know what I'm saying? I'm probably getting right somewhere, you know what I'm saying? But that's neither here nor there. So I'm like, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. So then we're talking about it again, you know, after we go out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm with it. I'm down with it. I'm with it. Then I go back home the next week, and I'm like, man, I don't even know if I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like on the fence, on the fence. And Chase calling me, man. Hey, Joe, what you going to do, Joe? What you going to do? I'm like, man, I don't know. But long story short, man, I'm sitting in the engineering firm like in the office and this dude calls me and says, yo, here's your email, um, your password, da, 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 boom. You got three meetings. I'm like, what? And 
gig. So he took it upon himself to book me with three meetings, my own, my own helping hands email, and then put me on the website as the as the Pennsylvania regional manager. So I get, so I was like, all right, guess I'm in it now. So um, I was like, man, you know what? I'm gonna do it. So right then and there, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to these meetings. I'm gonna do. It. Long story short, after that. I, I bet a thousand to get all three contracts. Boom. So then I'm like, oh man, I'm really in this. So uh, my first my first thing was I didn't know nothing about cleaning, so I had to hire an expert, man. Got my man De- my man Daryl, man. My man Daryl, he he uh, cleaned our engineering office. So I got him, pulled him aside when he was cleaning the building. And I was like, yo, I got an opportunity for you. And then um, we basically, you know, ran it down from there and uh rest was history, man. Man, so Dom Joe was a was a was like our first test case to see if we could make this thing work in other areas. So um, you know, Max and Ray Keys jumped on in the, the Maryland area and you know they're doing it to the uh Max and them had more experience in the construction and the services base. So this would be a different test as far as with um um Dom Joe's test because Dom Joe was coming in cold. Dom Joe was coming in as a as a as a as a as a uh, pseudo a pseudo engineer. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> uh, he's a pseudo engineer. <laughs> Not easy, man. Only reason only reason at that time I was working in an engineering firm because you know I was trying to transition away from playing football. Yeah, yeah. We still had to convince him. It, it took him to go zero and eight to before he convinced today. All right, that's enough. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh um, oh, we got show. Max and him on board and Maxi, I know uh I don't even know if uh I probably recruited Max a little bit, but Max was, I think Max was probably hearing about what we were doing and he was like, yo, well let me get on with it. So, you know, Max had an opportunity and you know, Max probably didn't have too much like um I would say pushback as far as what this was gonna be and what it wasn't. Uh Max was probably looking closer into like what type of documents we was gonna be signing and what the agreements was looking like. But uh Max, I wanna get your thought process as far as the fact of Yeah, you know, the opportunity because I talked a lot this week about people being fearful of jumping into entrepreneurship and helping hands being a platform that allowed them to take the fear out of it. It'll it'll give them a softer cushion, um, a softer cushion of entrepreneurship, of trying entrepreneurship. And you know, because everybody that's done it hasn't been able to to do it well, and there's been some people that that's done it well. So I think that we provide a, a a softer landing if you can't do it, and we provide you with you know. If you can't do it, it also provides you with an opportunity that says, you know, this is something I want to do and I want to continue with, or maybe even have something else you want to do down in the future. So, so talk about that opportunity, even though, you know, you already were kind of into entrepreneurship and things like that, but it gives you a little bit of a pseudo, you know, entrepreneurship experience. Yes. Um, I mean, it was definitely a great experience. I guess I'll start off with the pros. And one of the reasons I kind of liked it, the biggest one is the most uh, thing that people complain about or I guess worry about with entrepreneurship is the money. A lot of being an entrepreneur usually requires a lot of upfront money. Um, but with you, and I know we did it a little bit different, Chase, because I did have my own business insurance and all that stuff. But um, if you went the Dom Joe route, you know, it's really not that much upfront money because they're using your company that you already established, using your insurance you already have established. And they're really just an independent contractor who's running their own business, but you don't require an upfront franchise fee, I would say, which is very rare next to impossible. I think I've, I've never ever seen that. So 
Um, it's really great if you want to, you know, get your feet wet, see what the entrepreneur game is. And I mean, it's, it's not great to say for Chase, but at the end of the day, really, it's not your name out there. It's really Chase's name that you're, you're putting on the line. So we've had some people who have failed and I mean, it, they were really able to just walk away, um, which is not great. So don't do that. But um, other than that, um, I think I think it's also great because really all it requires is your time. Um, and you just be able to, to learn to manage, um, you know, you kind of give them their freedom to hire whoever they want. Just make sure your numbers are right and, and make sure you're really ready to put the time in for turn service. So all that was great. I think the hardest part is that turn service is such a short period of time. It's really three weeks and yeah, you can make great money in those three weeks, but, um, you know, most jobs won't let you take off three weeks in a row. And if you do, that's pretty much your three weeks of vacation for the whole year. So it's definitely something if you're going to jump into, um, have a, have a backup plan or, you know, a plan to have yearly income coming. Um, you know, you always have to have your yearly income coming and then this could be a great little bonus. So either know how to manage somebody who can do this. Um, I found that teachers are great because it's in the summer and they're always looking for extra money or just, you know, people who work in retail or stuff like that who do mainly weekends or evening hours are also great to do the management, the day-to-day for you. And you can just kind of be the face. Um, and then, you know, lastly, just really make sure you're, you're committed. Um, you know, the possibilities are endless once you really get your foot in the door and, you know, there is chance to create that monthly recurring revenue, which is the end goal. But with anything, it's not going to come just, you know, your first day out there. So um, as long as you know, those couple of things going into it, I don't really think there's an easier platform to, you know, get started in entrepreneurship, um, you know, than, than what you kind of so have awesome. set up. So let's get nice. into, oh, you're going to add to that. Go ahead. I also want to add to that, man. For the people that, yeah, for the people that fail, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not a guarantee it's going to work. You know, for the people whose experience wasn't good, I also want to encourage them to get back on the horse. And maybe it may not be with helping hands, but don't let that stop you. Don't just, don't just get, you fell off the horse once and like, oh man, I can't be an entrepreneur. It's not cut out for me because I tried it once. Like, you know, learn from those mistakes because every, every day is a learning experience when you're, when you're your own business, you know what I'm saying? And you're running your own thing. So whether you fail or not, man, it's a learning experience. Learn those lessons and make that, make them make you better. Make those lessons make you better and, and run back, get right back into the fire, man, and try it again, man. Because there's nothing like, being your own boss. It's nothing like doing things on your own time, man. When you in the driver's seat. Get out the passenger like seat, B. Get out the passenger seat. You know, so if, it, if it don't happen, that's, a, that's, a, good, that's a good point right there. Right so let's talk about um, MRR, because that's where I'm trying to get all of my regional partners, regional partners in to is basically getting to monthly recurring revenue and allow them to have the opportunity to where they have a certain amount of money they expect each month. And it's not just the, the summer blip, the summer, the summer blip. So, you know, right now we got an opportunity in DC to get, uh, Dom, I mean, Max and Ray Keys, their first monthly recurring revenue contract. And, you know, I'll probably be coming into town to make sure they don't mess that up. That's how I've been trying to explain to them how important this is. Cause anybody who has entrepreneurship understands that, you know, chasing contracts is for the birds. <laughs> And we can chase them for you, but ultimately we want to have a yearly contract that, you know, I got yearly contracts that agreement started like 
2016 that we haven't even revisited yet. You know what I'm saying? It just keeps going. Just keep going. Like month, month January invoice, February invoice, March invoice. You know what I'm saying? We just keep providing service and we just keep invoice. So uh, those type of situations is where, you know, you're building quality relationships, you're building loyalty. I've been working with companies now for three or four years, uh, you know, um, 21 consecutive months. Like that, that's, that's crazy if you really think about it to the point where, you know, I'm trying to get you guys to understand, like, that's what you, that was, that's what we're really looking for. And, you know, everywhere I travel now, everywhere I travel, I'm looking at these security officers and I'm like, man, we got to come in. We got to come and take all this, all this. We got to come and take all this stuff, man, because at the end of the day, you know, I mean, it, 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 somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. It's opportunity out there. And the same three, four people is running it. The same three, four uh, companies are running this this show as far as with the, the 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 security type situation. And we're trying to take a different approach. We're branding it different. We're not trying to be the the big bad bullies on the block security. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to trying to take the student housing approach to it and then expand from there um, and understanding the student housing needs. So recently, Dom Joe, you know, he canceled on us on the 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 security meeting he's supposed to have up there. Uh, or there's a lot more loops and and tricks he got to go through in Philadelphia, but you know I've been trying to make sure that that man uh, takes focus on the MRR instead of the contracts. He just said he closed two contracts. Hey man, you know what I said when he said he closed those two contracts? I said, damn them contracts. You know what I'm saying, man? Hey. <laughs> hey, man, if you if you don't get in that security class, you know what I'm saying, so we can go ahead and try to get some things on board where we can, you know, keep this thing going, uh, keep this thing coming in every month. We know how much. Uh, I hope that we can get to where each every area is making at least ten grand a month, so they know what they they bringing in. So that would be ideal. I think that would make first it'll it'll be in a situation where we talk about with Nipsey, where you almost feel like you got that ownership and that. That, you know, the strings is off of you now. Like, you know, I know every first of the month I'm going to be able to put this out there. This is good. So everything else is either going to be extra or it's going to be, you know, something that I can decide. Like, ain't nobody going to talk to me kind of crazy. So we talked about it like last time and Dom Joe might not want me to bring this up. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm trying to get to the point where Dom Joe can be like, yo, you know, I'm over here, business development over here at the engineering firm. So y'all going to respect where I'm coming from. If I, you know what I'm saying, y'all gonna respect where I'm coming from. It ain't gonna be just, you know, <laughs> me being the second or third low man on the totem pole. No, 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 no. Listen, you either gonna respect the value I'm bringing. Yeah, you either gonna respect the value I'm bringing, or I'm gonna have to run about it. You heard me? I got my own thing popping off. So, uh, you know, that type of situation where <laughs> you feel like that's the, that's, that's how it goes. So, and I think that a lot of like current business people, or let's say athletes or anybody that you want to call it need to figure out something going on outside of what they're doing so that they don't feel like they need that situation. And I talked about that a lot on new and this, on this, on this little press tour I did was the fact that I used to wake up every day for the, for the skins and not know if I was going to have a job. That's the life of the bottom of the roster. That can cut you any day. I was just telling y'all before we got on here, how about I thought I was late for a meeting and I thought that was going to be the end of it. You know what I'm saying? I was started starting to clean up my apartment. Like, yo, Miss a meeting. They already said you miss a meeting. You already out. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's just, that's not a good feeling to have. It's not a good feeling to have, man. So I really want to make sure that people were in control of their situation. So have we talked about the, 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 the UVA situation on this, on this third, third recording of the podcast, as far as what they, 
how their impact can relate to business as far as, you know, taking a negative and turning it into a positive or rock galvanizing the troops. All right, but let's let's go ahead and get into that, man. Let's get into how. All right, so just to set the table for everybody, University of Virginia last year lost to a 16 seed, first first one seed to ever lose to a 16 seed in the in the NCAA tournament. This year they was down 10, 15 to a 16 seed, end up winning that game, but now they go into their first Final Four since 1984. So there's a couple lines of stories that we got. You know, you make bad history, you don't let you don't let the bad history define you. You end up turning it into something good, and then also you had the story of you know. Things are looking this year. They got the they got the situation looking like it was going to look like last year, but they was able to you know overcome those bad thoughts, those negative thoughts, and push through and and, and find some positivity and, and ultimately pull this thing out. So we'll start with Max, man, and see. Let's let's relate this UVA this UVA story, this UVA basketball story to to business. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of times with business, and I've experienced this, you know, when I first came out or, you know, basically got a, a big job that's something I'd never, you know, done before, wasn't expecting, I fallen flat on my face. Um, and, you know, I had to go back to the drawing boards, figure out what I did wrong just to come back and make sure that I didn't do the same thing. And when the opportunity came again, that I would knock it out of the park. Um, and, and it's kind of like that with, with EVA, they were ranked number one, um, you know, how they told to go pretty far last year and they just came out and, and got knocked in the face. Now, you know, a lot of people say it's because, you know, our best player was out Deandre Hunter and this and that, but you know, at the end of the day, there's always going to be variables that happen. You got to be ready to play. So we just weren't ready to play last year. And this year we come back and now we're in the final four, um, you know, just shows that, you know, don't, you don't need to dwell on the past. You definitely need to learn on it, but don't dwell on the past because you never know, you know, the, the next opportunity ahead of you can be bigger and, and better than the one that you thought that you lost. Um, I agree with everything Max said, man. I just, I, I think that the UGA example is just exactly what you can move on the pipe. It's never about how you, it's never about the knockdown. It's about the knockout. In this case, they got knocked down, but they didn't get knocked out. I think it takes certain type of individual, certain type of team, and certain type of resolve to go through what they went through last year. Nobody can blame them but themselves. It takes a certain type of resolve to come back as a collective group, as a unit, and say, you know what? We're going we gonna, to – they accomplished a lot last year, too. Let's not forget, they won the most ACC games in history, and they won the ACC championship. So for them to come back and say, you know what? We're going to do everything we did last year, but – this time we're going all the way with it and they're actually doing it. There's a lot about the character on that team. There's a lot about the coaching. And that's, that's everything that we promoted at, at, uh, on the CCC podcast. Hey, uh, before you go, Chase, hey, hey, Dom, hey, man, just uh, – Elaborate a little bit, like you know, a lot of people forget UVA had a pretty great year last year, and they did accomplish a lot. But it just goes to show you, especially in business, man, you're only as good as your last game. And you know, if you go into business, you could have a great rapport with a customer, but you come in and you know that last job that you got, and you do a terrible job, that's what they're gonna remember, and they're gonna replace you quick. So you're only as good as your last game. You got to keep it up. People forget easily. At the same time, you know. Just because at the same time, you're only as good as your last game, but you can never let that define you. And if 
You lose that customer, you lose that customer, you Ooh. learn and you learn. Okay, dumb joke. Okay, let your losses define you. Only refine you. Can never let your losses right, define you. Only refine you. you know so, you know, um, UVA is a is a perfect example of resolve. I see you like blocking out the outside noise, putting your head down, and grinding, and just worrying about like, all right, let's get better every day. Let's get better every day. Black out the noise. And that's one thing that I know I hang my hat on is the fact of get back to work. Like, get back to work. I can only imagine what they, when they started to get back to work after last year. If it was me, if it was me, bro, I would have been doing push-ups on the bus ride. You hear me? I would have been doing push-ups on the bus ride, man. What you doing? Hey, man, we're getting ready for next year. You know what I'm saying? So, um... Like it's not gonna go. It's not going down like that. It's not going down like that. And you know, like Max said, um, the you know they only remember the last thing. But you know, there's also a situation with the fact oh, of man. once you get a no, go ahead, go ahead and try to get your your yes, your next yes. Like as soon as I lose a contract, I gotta go get another contract. Or as soon as I lose a a a, a, a target, like I gotta go, I gotta go find another target. Like this. It's just one. It's just one game, and, it's, and on the blip of the screen, it's just one game. It might be remembered forever and ever and ever, but ultimately, it's one game. You know, it's one game. Don't make it bigger than what it is. Don't make it bigger than what it is. Don't let it affect you more than what it should affect you, man. On to the next. On to the next one. So that's what that's what it is, man. Um, a podcast a little a little a little spread out today, but you know, we wanted to make sure we give you guys something consistent. Stay consistent with with, with providing something each week. Um, Still trying to get Dom Joe some headphones. What up, man? No, yo, yo. Matter of fact, yo, that that get back to work slogan. I feel like that's something that you said, right? But I feel like that's something that we embody, especially our senior year. I feel like that's something that we embody like naturally. Like you didn't really have to say that, but like. You think about that, man, especially like us three, I feel like we really actually do live that. You know what I mean? Um, just case in point for me. Worst game is an understatement. You would probably, probably tell us that to me, but NC State game, when I had the worst game of the season, man, you know, I was on the field, you know, typically. To... Hey. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, Back to work. Oh my god, that caught me off guard. I ain't gonna lie. Time after the game, but after that game, took it right to the field. You know what I'm saying? Right to the game. I was on the, I was on the, um, I was on the field working on my footwork, man. You know, like, I think that that's a big thing with people's resolve, man. Like, I didn't go home and sulk or like be depressed and not want to go out and not talk to nobody. Just said, no, I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get back to work. You know, I think if your losses motivate you to do better, then you got you got nowhere hey. to go but up, man. Once you're in the basement, man, and you realize you're in the basement, it's only one place to go, and that's up. You feel me? So I, I think that's a I think that's a tremendous quote. Get back to work. It's it's a it's a simple. That's facts quote. right there. Get back to work, man. You know, I always used to it's say, to like, if you can see out the hole, then you can get out the hole, and that's real. So if you can see out of that mug. You can get out of that mug, um, but it ain't gonna it ain't gonna happen by itself, you know. And um, that always reminds me of the, the what's the Batman movie where he's in the when he's where he's down in the in the shadows, man. Yeah, and yeah, he's in the hole, right? He can't get out. 
So there's a there's a huge symbolism in that movie, man, that I don't tell everybody. But you know, when he's trying to get out of there, he got the rope tied to him, right? He got the rope tied to him. He's trying to get out. He's trying to make all the jumps or to those different little things to try to get out that hole. But he can't never make it with the with the uh with the string attached to him. He's and the person said there's only been one person to get out of there. He ain't had no string attached to him. So it, ultimately for him to get out, he had to let go of the string. And you know what that symbolizes is? You can't have no safety net. If you if you got a safety net, bro, you ain't and you think that you're gonna get caught, you never understand the limit that you can hit. Your body and your mind has a self, has a what's those things in the car, Max, that, that only allows it to go to a certain speed and protects the car from itself? Yeah, governor. Your mind, your mind and your body got a governor in it. So here I am telling y'all boys that you got more than what you think you got. You got more than what you think you got, man. There's more governor. in there. If you can if you can see out, you can get out, but you gotta have to put it all on the line. You gotta have to put it all on the line. Hey, man, that might be the gas, man. We gonna holler at y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>